Let's wholesale real estate. We're gonna wholesale real estate. If you wanna wholesale real estate, then you are in the right place. You don't need no money, you don't need no credit. It's so simple that anyone can get it. Luke's gonna teach you just how to get started. All you have to do is learn and apply it. You are in the right place. You're gonna wholesale real estate. You're gonna wholesale real estate. So let's get started. What's going on, everybody? Sapase, Napule, and welcome to another episode of School of Wholesaling. On this show, we talk about everything wholesaling. In the end, we talk about how to start a business that is going to free you from your nine to five, if that's what you want, and provide you with whatever life you want. And it all starts here, the real estate investing through the power of wholesaling, guys. And I am your host, Luke Medeiros, and I am so glad to be on this on this uh, podcast with you today. I actually want to talk about something that's going to piggyback my last podcast uh, where I was talking about how to calculate your repair costs. I actually want to talk about a few things to look out for when you're viewing a house that are big ticket items that can score you uh, some really good discounts uh, when it comes time for you to negotiate your deal. So before I get into that, guys, I just want to say, if you guys haven't heard the last podcast, please go check it out. If you're new to the show, welcome. Go check out all of my podcasts. Go listen to all of them. You'll get a wealth of knowledge if you're brand new to the show. Um, if you haven't heard the last podcast, definitely take a take a listen because I talk about how to calculate your repairs, uh, different ways you can get your repair costs ca- calculated accurately without having any prior knowledge of construction or contracting experience. All right. Also, uh, I talked about the repair cost checklist, which if you want to be able to get that checklist, guys, reach out to me. Definitely reach out to me about that. Um, It's also included inside the masterclass. I also include the uh, repair cost checklist inside the masterclass program that I have available for uh, for all of you. Um, So reach out to me if you want to get the masterclass program with all of the information and all the tools you'll ever need and ever need to resort to when doing a wholesale. A wholesale deal, excuse me. You have all of it done for you in one place. And so reach out to me at chatwithluke.com. Let's have a phone chat. Let's talk about it and get you started off in the right direction so you can hit the ground running with confidence and with everything that you need. Um, so book that call, guys. Even if you just want to chat and talk and, uh, and, and you just have questions that you need help with, I am more than happy to answer it for you. I'm, re- I'm more than happy to help you guys out. Um, so book that call at chat with Luke, chat with L-U-C.com, and let's get on the phone. All right. So let's get into it. What should you look for when you are viewing a house? Well, Aside from all the cosmetic work a house may need, like updating the kitchens, updating the bathrooms, maybe the floors are ugly and it needs a new floor, right? Besides all, all that stuff, right? Besides all of that, you need to pay attention to the things that are really big ticket items, the real, the real things that are going to cost money when uh, the investor is going to have to repair that home. Right. So just keep in mind, these are the these are the key things you always want to look for. Don't just walk into a house and look at the nasty, ugly green carpet and say, oh, wow, this is going to need new flooring. Uh, But completely disregard these items right here, because these items here are going to be the biggest ticket items that the investor is going to have to pay for. So just understand um, to look out for these at every appointment you go to and also be 
because these are big ticket items, they are also great ways to get uh, good discounts that make sense. And so you can definitely use them when you are negotiating. So the very first thing you want to look for is the roof. You want to look at the roof, whether the roof is a shingle roof, maybe it's a flat roof. Uh, maybe the roof is a metal roof. What you're looking for is you're looking for uh, you want to know if the roof will need to be replaced. Now, the best way to go about this, uh, a lot of times if a roof is in really bad shape, you can visually see it. Right. You can visually look at it and you can tell if it's a shingle roof. What you'll see in a shingle roof is you'll see sort of like a warping uh, effect, like a wave effect, like dipping in the roof. And that and that just that's indicating that there's sagging happening in that roof. And so that roof will need to be potentially repaired. Uh, one, of, one of the very surefire ways of knowing um, of knowing uh, whether or not a roof will need to be repaired, depending on the type of roof it is, do your research, see and see how long those roofs are supposed to supposed to last. A, a good shingle, architectural shingle roof is supposed to last in the state of Florida. It's supposed to last about 15 to 20 years. Um, and then a metal roof will last longer than that. Uh, and then you have the flat roof, uh, which, you know, will last a while too. So you just have to want to, you know, you want to do your research on, the type of roof that you're looking at and understand the lifespan of the roof so you know um, how long or how old that roof is, uh, you know if it needs to be changed. So here's another thing, too. You can you can actually look up on the county website. You can look up the permits associated with that property address, okay, with that, with, with, with that property. You can look up the permits for that property, and you can see the last time a roof permit was actually done because in order for a roof to be changed or replaced, a permit must be pulled. It must be a recorded uh, uh, action and you need a permit uh, from the uh, from the zoning department, from the building department in order to actually change the roof. So if the homeowner has changed the roof recently, you'll actually see it as a permit uh, that, that will come up on the county. And you can assess the age of the roof that way as well. Sometimes people don't always pull permits for the roofs, but they should. So keep that in mind. All right. So the next thing you want to look for is you want to look at the HVAC system. Okay. HVAC, if you don't know what HVAC is, it it stands for heating, ventilation, and air conditioning. Okay. So it's your air conditioner. What you want to look for is you want to look at the handler inside of the property. So usually it's in a hallway. You'll find them in hallways. You can find them sometimes in a garage. Uh, but the handler is that really big gray piece, that tall gray piece with the pipe uh, uh, with with the piping. Um, excuse me, with the um, with the uh, with, with the ductwork coming out the top and going throughout the rest of the house. So it's that gray piece, right? Um, so what you want is you want to look at how old that is, right? Again, do your research on, on HVACs. How long does the HVAC last in your area, right? So do your research on that. And another cool thing about HVACs too is try them when you're in the property. You know, try turning it on. If it's not on, try turning it on if you can. Um, see if the AC is blowing out cold. Uh, when you turn it on, see if the condenser outside, that's the unit outside with the fan that blows around and around and around. Um, so see if that kicks on when you turn on the AC from the thermostat. Maybe the fan may not work. Right. Assess it. Um, aside from that, another good thing to remember, too, 
if you want to know if the about the age of the AC, a lot of times you can actually see it on the actual unit, both inside and outside. But when it when an AC when HVAC gets when work gets done on the HVAC system, a permit needs to be pulled if it gets replaced. So if you replace the HVAC system in your house, you need to have an, a, a licensed HVAC person replace it, and a permit must be pulled for that. So that will also be an indication if whether or not uh, the the property has had that kind of work done recently. Um, the next thing is plumbing, right? You want to check the plumbing under the sink. Take a look under the sink and see what you see. Take a look at the uh, at the water heater. Is it an old water heater? Does it got rust on the bottom? Um, what does it look like? When was the last time it was changed, right? Uh, take a look and see what kind of piping is coming out of the uh, of, of all of the. Uh, out of the uh, 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 the water heater. Take a look at the piping. Is it copper? Is it PVCP? Or is it polybutylene? Polybutylene piping is non-insurable. At least in the state of Florida, uh, polybutylene piping, when you get a house like that, investors are going to want to rip that out and repipe the house. So just keep that in mind, right? If the house has polybutylene piping, then it may need to get replaced because it's non-insurable. Right. If a flood happens in that property with that type of piping here in Florida, then they're not going to ensure that. So just something to keep in mind, guys, you got to know this stuff. Right. So do your research on plumbing. Do your research to see, you know, how long is, you know, see, see if there's any leaks in the house. Check for that, because if there's a leak, then there's a plumbing issue and that needs to be addressed. All right. Um, the next thing is electrical panels. Make sure you are double checking your electrical panels and not just that. Take a look at the electrical outlets. Guys, houses built before the year of 1950 will most likely have no ground going to the electrical outlets. In, in Florida, that is a violation, right? The, they need to have ground. It needs to be grounded, right? GFCI breakers need to be inside the bathrooms and the kitchens to prevent any possibility uh, or to prevent the possibility of a shock happening if a piece of electrical equipment were to touch water, you wouldn't get shocked. OK, so these are things that you, you, you got to know because insurance companies are not going to want to insure a house that isn't properly up to code. OK, so when it comes to electrical panels, you want to always double check the electrical panels. You, sometimes you can find them in the garage. You can find them in the hallways. There is always one for the HVAC system. Um, so you could look at that. Uh, and there is usually uh, another one. Uh, well, there's always one in the garage. It's the main breaker circuit box uh, that has all the breakers in them uh, that controls the whole house. You got that one, and there's usually another one uh, in place for your HVAC system. So double check those. Um, if you see any, uh, H- if if you see any uh, electrical panels that are Federal Pacific, uh, built before the, ni- the year 1960, uh, a lot of those, uh, a lot of those are getting replaced because, again, insurance companies don't want to insure them because those uh, types of boxes uh, were catching fire. Right, it's a fire hazard, so insurance companies are going to want to insure, insure that. So in order for an investor to sell that to a homeowner buyer who's going to want to insure their property, they've got they're going to have to change it. So that's a repair cost. All right. Um, so keep your eye out for that as well. Another thing. Now, if you're dealing with a wood built house, if you if you're dealing with a wood frame house, right, a house made of wood, you want to look out for WDOs. WDOs are wood destroying organisms. OK, these are your termites. These are your termites. In the state of Florida, you know, it's common to have termites um, when you have a wood built house. If it's not properly, if, it, if the property is not 
properly lifted from the ground, um, then the possibility of termites entering the property and eating up the wood and the structure of the wood of the property is is likely. So you always want to double check to see if you see any possibility of wood destroying organisms when you are dealing with a wood frame house. Okay, um, one good way to to take a look uh, as to whether or not a wood frame house has any kind of termite termite damage is when you're looking around the windowsill of a house, the window of a house, and you take a look around where the wood is. Right. Um, if you see a lot of like woods with like a lot of holes in them and it's very brittle, it's easy to break, easy to break off. That's a sign of termites. Right. The termites have eaten through the wood and now the wood is really brittle. Um, another sign is if you see termites inside the property or outside the property around it. And if you see uh, uh, what looks like ants with really big wings on the back of them, those are termites. OK. If you see uh, 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 it, it looks like ant hills coming out of the wood, possibly termites. So a few things you want to keep in mind. Uh, you want to double check and look for things like that because that is a, a potential discount. Uh, the last thing I want to let you guys know to look out for is foundation settling. Check the foundation of the property when you are at the property, okay? Take a look to see if there's any cracks in the foundation. Um, in Florida, if you're dealing with a block house, if you got a house where it's it, it looks like a settling, like you, there's a, a huge line in between the walls and the ground, then that's a, that's indication of settling. If there's sinking, sinkholes in the state of Florida, we, 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 we actually have sinkholes here. So if the ground is actually settling down and the house is, is sinking, then that is a foundation issue. And that is something that you can get a really good discount for when you have a, found, a house with a foundation that is settling or cracking. So guys, this is these are a few uh, items, big ticket items that are very expensive to fix, um, especially foundation. That thing is a huge thing to fix. Um, but es- essentially, these are items that are scary for the homeowner to to want to repair. And actually, for some investors, it may be a little bit a little bit scary for them too. However, that's what the that that is exactly what the uh, reduction for is, is for. That's what the discount is going to be for. Is so that way you can get the price, uh, you can get the house at a price that makes sense uh, for the investor to buy. So keep this in mind, guys. When you are looking at the property, look at these items and see what the property needs and use these things to help you gain a, 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 a good price for the property, a reasonable, good deal that makes it work for everybody. All right, guys. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this podcast episode. I have enjoyed it so much making it for you. I hope you guys have gotten so much value out of this episode. If you guys love this show, rate the show right now. Let me know if you hate it. Let me know that you do too. I am all ears and I'm not going to get hurt, guys. Um, So let me know what you guys think. Rate the show right now. Get on the phone with me if you haven't yet. Take advantage of that. Uh, And I would love to talk with you. Love to help you get where you need to go. Help you gain some clarity in this whole process. So that way you don't have to piece together a makeshift business. You can actually talk to somebody who's actually actively doing this business every day and uh, and, and get the guidance you need. So get on the phone with me, guys. Let's talk. Uh, get that master class. Man, you guys need to get this master class. If, need, if you need help with a process right now and uh, you want to learn how to... Uh, how to effectively negotiate with sellers, how to do things like like this, you know, how to look at properties 
And uh, and also, if you want to have all the tools you need to go through the process, you need to get this masterclass, guys. There's so much value. I need. I would need to literally make a whole podcast about it to talk about it because there's just so much value packed into that masterclass, guys. And I'm offering it to you guys for only 4.97 right now with access to my accountability group for the first 20 people. And the seats are filling up. The seats are filling up. So if you are serious about this, guys, you guys want to get in on it before it gets up to 997, uh, please reach out to me as ASAP. Book that call with me at chatwithloot.com. Uh, and let's get you going in this master class. All right, guys, that's it for today's show. I hope you guys get out there, crush it, be the best you you could be, create that dream that you want through the power of real estate investing and specifically wholesaling. And let's wholesale real estate. Au revoir. Let's wholesale real estate. We're gonna wholesale real estate. If you wanna wholesale real estate, then you are in the right place. Thank you for listening to School of Wholesale with your host, Luke Madez. If you want more information, subscribe to this podcast as well as follow on Instagram at Luke Madez. L-U-C-M-A-D-E-U-S. And if you have any questions, send me an email at flippinglegendary at gmail.com. That is flippinglegendary at gmail.com. Let's wholesale real estate. We're going to wholesale real estate.